0: Welcome back to Head to Head Competitive Trivia, the show where we find out if you are more intelligent than a fake professor. And now your host,
1: Coach Steve Corning. Hey, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to Head to Head, the competitive trivia show. And uh, Bob, that was that was a really good introduction. Don't tell Randy. Thank you. Thank you. But that was one of the best yet.
0: I'm convinced that is in my top three.
1: <laughs> well, you've done it twice, so yes, you're exactly right, top three How's it going, Bob? What did you have for dinner tonight? It's, pretty-
0: tonight, I, well, you know, I was running late, so I wanted to do something a little bit simple, a little bit quick mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I did a crispy fried egg with a runny yolk over arugula
1: with uh, parmesan and a little bit of olive oil That sounds really good That's uh, a little more exciting than what me and Randy normally make for dinner, which is usually pasta, hamburgers, or sandwiches uh, sometimes cereal, so well, <laughs> yeah, just uh, just a little bit there, Bob. So uh, it's growing up in a restaurant helped. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I wish I grew up in a re- restaurant. That sounds fun. Was it fun or was it just like too much going on? It
0: was a family restaurant, so it was basically legal child labor. Uh, yeah, that's kind of yeah. what I was wondering <laughs> if yeah. it was that angry No, I, I started off as a dishwasher at 12 years old and the cooks were stoners and the food had to get out somehow. So I, <laughs> I learned how to cook in a professional <laughs>
1: kitchen as a 12 year old. So
2: it, it served me well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> very nice Bob well thank you so much for coming on and co-hosting tonight we'll hear more from Bob throughout the show and now we're going to get right to tonight's contestants in the left corner representing the
3: Balderdash Academy faculty it's Balderdash Academy's Nate Green Nate, Nate. that has been my name since I was born
1: <laughs> what
3: yeah, yeah I've never changed it dude I'm impressed I had it tattooed on my, uh, on my (laughs) peck, uh, in flesh colored ink. there you go.
1: That's a solid (laughs) tattoo. I, before I actually put tattoos on my body, I always joked that I would do a tattoo and it was just, it would just be a single freckle. So I could say I have tattoos but nobody would, would ever be able to see it. Um, but I might still do that as a for a laugh. I think that would be you funny. Should. you should spend
3: so, the money to do
1: that. I think that would know. be amazing. What is it? Like probably $50 minimum, maybe 75. Yeah. Why for, don't you just stick, just stick yourself single? with a knitting needle? It's the same I, thing. I,
3: I, I will Patreon that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. If we raise enough money for season two of Balderdash Academy, I will. Oh boy, I'm gonna be careful what I say. <laughs> I will let Nate tattoo a freckle on his oh, face.
3: Yes, I want to do it.
1: <laughs> now, we gonna make that. We gonna make that threshold really high now, because I'm worried about that. Thirty
3: bucks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, Nate. Well, this is your second time on this show. You're the second person to be here a second time. Uh, let me take a quick look at how you did the first time. Uh, you had not, uh, eight points. Eight yes, points which
3: eight actually, if you if you get eight points drunk and it falls over, that's infinity. So I say <laughs> I did pretty well.
1: I have never thought about that, but there's literally the single most intelligent thing. That is brilliant. That is brilliant. That's the if only, get an <laughs> that's eight the only drunk, smart thing I'm going <laughs> to say tonight. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You've blown my mind. If you get an eight drunk, you have infinity.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Everybody wants to be a 10, but I'm just saying, get an 8 drunk and you're fine. <laughs> There's the secret to Dating immortality. <laughs> yes. Yes, just get an 8 drunk.
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Nate, well, thank you for coming on and giving us your sage wisdom. Uh, now, how are you feeling Ty? Are you feeling competitive, or uh, did you not eat enough arugula
3: for dinner? Uh, strangely, I did have arugula in my salad. It was did a mix you? of romaine and arugula. What? What? Um, with some light Caesar Ken's dressing. Uh, not a sponsor, but could be. Shout out um, to Ken's. Yeah, yeah. Could Ken's, be a sponsor. Hey, hit me up, bro. Uh, yeah, um, it was pretty good. Oh, well, I'm very
1: excited for you, Nate. And I'm also <laughs> very excited to find out if our special guest tonight also ate arugula for dinner, so let's get right to our special guest. Uh, Great to see you, Nate. We'll check in with you in a few minutes. Tonight, in the right corner, representing The Visitors, is a British storyteller and humorist who has been entertaining audiences all across the world since 1991. He became a full-time professional storyteller in 2003, released his first CD in 2006, and his first collection of folk and fairy tales in 2018. He has won awards and honors for his albums from Storytelling World and Parents choice please welcome to the show simon brooks
2: (laughs) simon how you doing man i'm doing great i'm absolutely fabulous i do have a question for nate though if his name is nate why is he wearing a t-shirt that says peter
3: oh no it's my uh it's my (laughs) peter tingle shirt peter tingle which is
0: his porn name yeah. Knows, uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, without
1: yeah. context, Peter Tingle does not. Yeah.
3: And uh, uh, just to let you know, that was uh, that was something that Disney put out on film, uh, Did Peter they? Tingle. So, yeah, just <laughs> to let you know. <laughs> OK, thank you, Disney. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> my poor name
1: is from Disney. Oh, yes. Thank you, Disney. Shout out to Disney. Could be a sponsor. You never know.
2: <laughs> Sponsors, yes.
1: Uh, Simon, like we yes. ask the tough questions here on Head to Head. Did you eat arugula in any form? For dinner? I did not because I haven't had dinner yet,
2: so let's get this going.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm enough. with you, actually. Yeah. I'm getting into that shaky mode where I know it's time to eat dinner. Uh, let's uh, not
2: get hungry.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm feeling it. Alright, well, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, no, Simon, I've known you for a few years now. Uh, you're a very talented storyteller. I always love uh, when when we're doing a showcase together or something like that, and I yeah. get to see you tell stories. Always something I look forward to. Um, you want to talk about your newest book, which is called Under the Oaken
2: Bough. Yes, Under the Oaken Bow, yeah. Um, I'm kind of chuffed, oh, chuffed. I'm very happy with it. Um, it's. Uh, it took me quite a while to write it because um, the editor said, well, write the stories how you tell them. But English isn't a thing when you actually speak it. And if you transcribe what I actually said, because mm. um, I use a lot of movements and, and mime to some degree. And so a lot of things that i do with my body and not spoken and so you see the story rather than hearing it and if you were to transcribe that into a book it wouldn't work right well. <laughs> so so it was it was an interesting process to try and get my humor over and to get yeah. my you know the kind of fun that i have with telling stories to come over in the book and um it was an interesting process because uh you know i saw i can't think of his name um anderson um, do a presentation years ago and he was talking about the spiraling down of literacy um, in the country and how they're dumbing everything down because education isn't what it used to be. Um, Nancy Drew series and, and the Hardy Boys is a great example of that. What kids at the age of 12 used to read in the 1940s and 50s the kids 11 or 12 have, you know, you put a Nancy, an original Nancy Drew in front of them and they wouldn't be able to read it. Mm. Um, and so I used a lot of what I would think of as as wonderful words for the kids to discover. And the publisher said, no, they're too big. And I said, I don't want to dumb the book down. And so mm. we agreed on a vocabulary list, which I wanted to call a lexicon, but he didn't want like <laughs> to go that far either. <laughs> but um, he, did, he did allow me to keep all the words in. And um, there, there is a vocab list at the back, which is just as much fun as the actual stories themselves. They're not dictionary definitions. You know, it's like, um, a mantle, you know, it can go over a fire, but it's also a belt, you know, and so it's written that way and all that kind of stuff. So it's it's a nice little read and there's, um, there's a tips on how to tell stories and there are a bunch of resources in there, um, authors Q&A, which I discovered... You write your own questions. Oh, <laughs> Isn't that and nice? Even, even Jodie Pico, I was told, has to write her own questions for a QA. And I was like, wow, that makes the job a bit easier. <laughs> yeah, you're just a softball pitch to yourself, just throwing the ball yeah, straight right. up exactly. in the air. Yeah. yeah. I have three questions, and they are
3: going to be this. <laughs> I feel like I got a peek behind the curtain.
1: Yeah, you did. I know. Yes. That's huge. Yes. That's a huge revelation. Uh Shh, don't tell anyone. I, I won't. Uh Simon, <laughs> you mentioned young people reading and and literacy and all that. Did you was there any books that you were drawn to uh at that age, kind of like ten to twelve, that kind of inspired you to get into storytelling or, or uh anything like that?
2: Well, yeah, so mm, yes. Um I I had an evil stepfather. Um, who was the head of the English department at the local grammar school. And I used to love reading Enid Blyton books. So she wrote a book called The Enchanted Wood, which was like this fantasy where these kids walk into this wood and there are pictures and sprites and all sorts of things going on. And she also wrote The Secret Seven and The Famous Five and you know, a whole slew of other books. So I really enjoyed those growing up. He said that they were absolute rubbish and that I shouldn't read them. I should read something better. <laughs> um, and a- as an adult now in this kind of world, I look at um mary mary hope pope osborne mary pope osborne and i think oh (laughs) i get what my stepdad said then (laughs) you know they're good stories but they're not particularly well written you know and and so i got into enid Blyton and and a lot of her her, like fantasy stories kind of uh, her magical stories got me going and of course you know i grew up in in England and we were taken to a lot of these places where there were fairy mounds and there were stories about these places, you know, giant stone chairs in the middle of Shropshire. And mm-hmm. you know, that if you walk around the top of the stiper stones, um Withershins, uh, counterclockwise, then you would either be a poet or a madman or a mad woman in the morning. <laughs> um, you know, which is like, you know, aren't poets mad anyway. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. So if you went diesel,
0: they- you'd be a banker. Yes, exactly. Exactly.
2: Or a
1: lawyer, right? Yeah. Now, uh, Simon, you mentioned kind of briefly um, translating your physical performance into a book, um, and you've been doing storytelling live in front of audiences uh, for years now. Tell us a little bit about what your show is.
2: It's me telling yes. stories.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it. it is as advertised as what you say.
2: <laughs> it is as advertised, yes. I'm very transparent about what I do. So um, the, the stories that I tell are all folk uh, folk and fairy tales, myths and legends. Um, but you have to know, have to realize that um, a lot of folk tales and there are, you know, a lot of them are for adults. You know, there's some yeah. very adult f- themes. Um, If you ever pick up a book on Icelandic fairy tales um, and read those to a a small child of about five, they will be in therapy for the rest of their lives, right? Um, There's also some wonderfully raunchy uh, folk tales, which, again, you couldn't tell to an elementary school, but you get an adult adult audience. And oh, it's so much fun when you share these stories because, you know, it's a storyteller who's going to do myths and legends. They're thinking the Odyssey. They're thinking Robin Hood and you come out with a story about a Nancy the spider from Ghana and about um, how he steals tiger's testicles. You know, and, and uh, you know, the adults are like, what? <laughs> you know? uh, so it, there's a lot of enjoyment to be had, and, and there's a lot of fun to be had. And, uh, you know, choosing the right stories for the right audiences is, is, mm. is key. And finding them is also a lot of fun because you dive into these books that um, a lot of people don't necessarily read all the time. And you find these beautiful gems of stories and, and you, you share them. And, you know, a lot of people, not necessarily of, of our generation, but the next generation up from us, you know, if you go into a place and you tell them folk and fairy tales and they haven't heard them since they were kids, yeah, they absolutely love it because it takes them back to their childhood and it brings all these memories back, mm. which is absolutely fun. I think it's phenomenal. Mm. And then when you do kids, the kids are with you all the time and you just like, you know, you're throwing all these little jokes in for the kids and you're throwing in jokes for the adults. You know, so uh, look, the gingerbread man, right? She, you know, the granny, I have the kids make the the dough and then she, she she puts the dough on the table and she picks up the rolling pin that's laying next to grandpa on the floor and she starts rolling the dough out, right? The kids don't hear that. But the parents are like, what? Where was the rolling pin on the floor next to, what, why? What? <laughs> you know, and so it keeps the adults engaged too. And, and they're like, did you just say that? You know, so it's it, what I, you know, it's what I call Shrek humor, right? If there's something for, for a little bit of, a, a little bit of everything for everyone. Um, and um, it's, you know, I like to make people happy. I like to make people laugh and, and have a good time because there isn't enough of it in this world. Yeah. and um 100%. if i can if i can bring a little bit of light and laughter then hey you know i'm doing a good job
1: yeah agreed and again i've i've enjoyed every time i've seen you i am just like the like those kids that are sitting there saucer eyes enraptured, because i really have enjoyed everything i've seen from you i'd love oh, to thanks, catch like, a full show of yours i i'm sure i will at some point we'll we'll hit each other on the road at some point as we're traveling through yeah. new england or, or i could send um, you a link
2: to my next online show and you can watch yes. it that way yeah, yeah, yeah yes
1: i would i would love that that's a great idea um yeah. speaking of which where's the mm-hmm. best place for people to find out more about you and maybe buy your books see your online performances all that
2: Right, so um, my my website is simonbrooksstoryteller.com dot com and diamondscree com. But you don't have to worry about diamond scree because the simonbrooksstoryteller.com Brooks com goes straight to diamond scree. Um, Beautiful. And there's there's a merchandise site right there um, that you can buy my CDs. I have six CDs out. I actually um, released one last year in the middle of the pandemic, which was quite a feat when when uh, the musicians in in, in my gang felt that it was safe enough we were recording in 20 minute segments in my garage we'd open up the garage door we'd put the fans on yeah. circulate the air and then run back inside and we were practicing on the front lawn outside the house and people were like walking past like what's what's going on it was really cool actually it was this real community <laughs> spirit it was phenomenal
3: now, absolutely you, loved it yeah you did a motion to s- signify like practicing did you do you
2: play in the band I I uh so when I was younger, I, I, I played the drums from about the age of 10 up. And um, a lot of my musician friends would say, you're not a musician. You're a drummer. You <laughs> <is."> <laughs> so so, um, so I, I do play um, a, a penny whistle and I play three tunes on that, which equates to um, actually seven songs. Because the ABC song, Bar Bar Black Sheep, and uh, Twinkle Twinkle Little Star are all the same tune. So I've got three <laughs> songs out of one. Three in one oh. combo.
3: <laughs> I knew two of those, but I didn't realize the third was in there. That's going to yeah, we'll make it's it, it, start, it It's
2: It certainly starts off the same. It might, it might have a little <laughs> difference in the middle, but um, mm-hmm. it's, it's close, close enough to riff on it.
0: What's funny is it sounds like that you, you got together to uh, record a CD and a
2: bardic circle broke out. <laughs> yeah, well, yes.
4: Something
0: like that. Yes.
2: And it was only a Bardic Circle. There was no COVID broke out, which was good. So that's good. That's exciting. Yeah. That was a, that was a bonus. <laughs> yeah, we're all like sitting 10 feet apart.
1: <laughs> well, thank you again, Simon, for coming on the show. Very, very happy to have you here. And uh, now it is time to get to... The competition. Tonight, our two competitors will face off head-to-head in three rounds of weird and unusual trivia to see who can correctly answer more questions, which is basically sums up what trivia is. Our <laughs> guest Simon I'm you explain that because I wasn't really sure. I know, I know, I don't know why I had to specifically write that out in my spiel. Our guest Simon will also be competing to see who can land on top of the head-to-head guest leaderboard. Bob? Who oh, is currently okay. in first place on the guest leaderboard?
0: So currently hmm. in first place, we have Elisa Rosenthal with 13 points. Followed yes. in second place, we have a tie for second between
1: Jack Malosh and Amanda Kinsey, each with 11. Okay, so Simon, that's your score to beat tonight. 13 and or Simon, 11 or just just whatever you want,
3: really.
2: Just have You care. are lucky
3: because Elisa's in first place and... She beat me, so you're,
2: uh, you're in good standing. Oh, well, <laughs> Nate's I back know, for I'm not very good at trivia, so we'll see how this goes. It's, I'm just here for the for the shits and giggles, so um, it, we'll,
1: it, we'll do it's, it's not as easy as asking your own uh, Q&A questions, I will say. It's a little <laughs> bit harder than that. <laughs> <laughs> I would harder than that, but yes. <laughs> All right. Tonight, our contestants will have one lifeline at their disposal in today's show. Anytime you get a question wrong, you are able to use the Convince Bob lifeline. All you need to do is convince Bob why your answer is better or funnier than the correct answer, and he can award you two beautiful tally marks. Justify your answer however you would like. There are also oh, can three. Can I just say
2: that you have the most beautiful beers and I love your glasses? <laughs> <laughs>
1: At first I thought you were talking to me. I'm like, uh, I don't have a beautiful beard, but thank you. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. I was just about to ball. Uh, <laughs> it's called uh, greasing the yeah. wheel, Steve. Okay. Yeah, you don't need to you don't need to do that to me because I can't help you win or lose. There are also three words secret words at play tonight. If you happen to say any of these three random words that Bob and I selected at random before the show then you will immediately be rewarded three points. First come, first serve. Bob, please tell our listeners what tonight's secret words are.
0: Tonight's secret words are spam, Klingons, and plastic.
1: All right. Nate Green, Simon Brooks, are you guys ready to play head-to-head?
2: I've been stretching for an hour before I got on the call, so I'm (laughs) there. I forgot to
3: stretch. I'm going to get a cramp. Yeah,
1: I'm curious what exactly you you need to stretch.
2: Maybe that will be better for your brain, I don't know.
3: (laughs) That's
1: true. That's true. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see which outworks the other, arugula or stretching. All right, please give each other a nice virtual high five. I want to see a good, clean fight tonight. Without further ado, let's begin Head to Head. Round one. This is a this or that round. In honor of today's guest who hails from England... I thought it would be fitting opportunity to play a game about one of my personal favorite British exports, Monty Python. Ah. In round one, we're going to get just a little bit political. I will give you two names. One is the name of a fictional Monty Python character running for office in the hilarious election night special sketch from 1970. And the other is the name of an actual real life politician from American history. All you need to do is tell me which one is a Monty Python character. Well, alternate contestants, starting with question one for Simon. Simon, are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Don't forget, Confidence. all you need to tell me is which one is a Monty Python character. All right. Is it A, Kevin Phillips Bong, or B, Augustus Octavius Bacon? Kevin Phillips Bong. You're going with a Kevin Phillips. Yes, yeah, I'm going with Bong. A, Kevin Phillips Bong. You seem confident about that. I like that. Uh, you're <laughs> correct. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, the, he, he, it included for the listening audience a confident stare as well, where he stared right at my soul. Awesome. He was right, of course. Kevin Phillips Bong. <laughs> Question two for Nate. Is it A Outer Bridge Horsey the Third? Or <laughs> B Mr. Elsie Zip? <laughs>
3: Oh God, I love. Keep both in mind, these. one of these is a real person. Ah, <laughs> oh, God. See, if it if it was Outerbridge Horse the third, I would not vote for it. But it's Horsey, mm-hmm. so I'm going to say a Outer Bridge Horsey the third. He's going with a Nate. That is, of course, incorrect. And
1: it was I don't care, Mister Elsie Zip. <laughs> I can't do John Cleese doing that, but uh, I tried my best. All right, question three for Simon: Is it a? Jethro Q Walrus Titty or B (laughs) Codwallader D Colden? (laughs) (laughs)
4: I'm
1: gonna have to go with A. I'm gonna have to go with A. He's going with A Jethro Q Walrus Titty. What gave it away, Simon? (laughs) I, um. Uh, You're I, I, correct, of it course. Cold, Colden, <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean, it's... <laughs> <laughs> I know, Colden is a little bit too yeah. mainstream. I know, it's tough. Mm-hmm. All right, question four. This one's back to Nate. Is it A, Zebulon, Baird, Vance, or B, Tarquin, Finn, Tim, Lin, Bin, Win, Bim, Lim, Stop Fatang, Fatang, Ole Biscuit Barrel?
3: Oh, d- I mean... Ace, pretty <laughs> pretty out there. Um, is that on Baird Vance? That's, that's that's pretty out there. I I think Tarquin Finn, Tim Lin Bin Win Bim Lin Bus Top Fentang Fentang that Biscuit Barrel is is more mainstream, so I'm gonna go Bus with top. that. <laughs>
1: Instead of yeah. like bus that was a very good pronunciation of Bustoff. All right, well, and Nate, bustop, you. are Yes, you are, of course, <laughs> correct. It was Tarquin, Finn, Tim, Lin, Bin, Win, Bim, Lim, bus stop, fatag, fatag, ole, biscuit barrel. Nice job.
2: Now, Thanks. I think Tarquin is actually does have some French in the family, so I think he said boost correctly.
1: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <God. laughs> <Bustop. laughs> okay, Bob, at the end of round one, what is the score? Uh, at
0: the end of round one, Nate has one point. Simon
1: has two. Very good. That was that was th- three total correct answers. Not as good as last episode. I think we had a clean sweep, but still pretty good getting that three mm-hmm. out of four. Nice work, gentlemen. All right, we're going to take a quick break right now and we'll be right back with more Head to Head. This is Bob LeBlanc, headmaster of Balderdash
0: Academy. If you like competitive comedy and funny people, check out the Balderdash Academy podcast. Or you can meet the characters of Balderdash County in Balderdash Academy's Teacher's Lounge, our improvised sketch comedy show. Balderdash Academy and Balderdash Academy Teacher's Lounge can be found on your favorite podcast networks. Hey, this is Bob. When I'm not being the headmaster at Balderdash Academy, I run Sleuths Mystery Entertainment. At Sleuths Mystery, we offer something different from your typical mystery experience. Our mysteries are crafted around the game and the experience as a whole. We blend characters, comedy, atmosphere, and a puzzle of a mystery for you to solve. Every show is unique and every ending is different. At Sleuths Mystery Entertainment, you can see the show, play the game, and solve the mystery. If you're in New England, contact us at sleuthsmystery.com
1: for a killer time. Welcome back to Head to Head, and where we left off, this is Trivial Commute. This round is a journey through four categories of multiple choice trivia. Each correct answer is worth two beautiful tally marks. The first person to buzz in will have a chance to answer the question, but they are, if they are incorrect, the second player gets a chance to steal. Question one, fingers on buzzers. The category is grammar knows best. This term was coined in 1913 by the New York Times and was used to describe leisure time spent drinking. Was it A, Libation Vacation, B, Merlomance, C, holiday, or D, Three Sheets to the Weekend?
3: Nate. Three Sheets to the Weekend simply because when I have a band, that's going to be its name. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Nate, you'll be unhappy to know that is something I
1: made up. So you can have that, actually, for your future oh, band. You. Three sheets to the weekend. Yeah, sorry, you're incorrect. Simon, would you like to steal?
2: Yeah, I was going with libation vacation with
1: A. He's going with A, libation vacation? I <laughs> am. No? No. It is, it's incorrect, but I wish it were correct. That is something I also coined you're welcome to use in the future for next <laughs> time you're drinking on the porridge libation vacation. Uh, the correct answer was Alcoholiday, Holiday, coined in 1913. Very good use of the portmanteau. What do you think, Bob? I love it, and
0: I think we should make the day that Prohibition was repealed a national alcohol day.
1: I 100% agree. That's a brilliant idea, Bob. Alright.
3: I mean, the day after would have to also be a day off yes, of work. Yes, it would. So, <laughs> Wait,
2: Two-day yeah. holiday. It, that could be the hair of the a day. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, that's good. Alright, question two of round two of the category is Bizarre Laws. In the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, this act is punishable by a fine of up to $100. Is it A, wearing an I Heart New York t-shirt while running for public office? B, growing a beard after Memorial Day? C, organizing a foot race without a permit? Or D,
2: making a dance remix of the
1: national anthem?
2: Simon. I'm going to go with C, organizing a foot race without a permit. Simon's going with C. That is incorrect. Oh no! I yes. know it
1: sounds legit though, doesn't it? It does. Yep, that was courtesy of Bob. He helped me with that one. I thought that was pretty funny. Because uh, I'm not liking the
2: band so much now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, well. uh,
3: Nate, you have a chance to steal, my friend. What are you going to go with? I'm going to go with making a dance remix of the national anthem because. Um, Personally, I don't care, but as an American, it's in the it's in the American Bible that how dare you, you know? Um, See, the American Bible the, has two commandments:
0: Bible. don't mess with the flag, and thou shalt yeah. fry, Yes, and do not kneel.
2: Yeah. There's, there's, there's a third rule: bacon with everything. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was born into that, America. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, you're you're going with uh, the dance don't make a dance remix of the National Anthem. That's where you're going right, your Okay. Yes. Y- you're correct, of course. You cannot make a dance remix of the National Anthem. Uh, <laughs> how <laughs> dare you? Uh, you can't even oh. make a medley in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts without p- potentially being punished by a $100 fine. Gotta uh, love which, our Puritans. <laughs> I think, honestly, $100 for a really kick-ass <laughs> National Anthem remix, I think that'd be worth it. Though, in all fairness, oh, yeah. it's
0: unenforceable because a dance remix of the National Anthem is protected free speech.
1: Yeah, I you would assume ah, so, right? But it's literally go. it's literally in the text because I always look these up to make sure they're authentic, and it says no dance uh, renditions. Uh, like uh, I forget the wording; it wasn't remix, but you can't turn the national anthem into like a dance track.
3: Uh, what if you don't dance?
1: I don't
0: know how. i saying like
3: what if it's footloose style? You know.
0: Well,
1: we've learned
0: that you can <laughs> dance if you want to. Yes. <laughs> <That's
3: true. Okay. laughs>
0: It's
1: safe. You can leave the
2: commonwealth <laughs> of Massachusetts behind. Except for men at work. They can't do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> men <laughs> without <laughs> hats can, though, so that's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's interesting. <laughs> One group of men. Uh, question three. Nice work, Nate. Question three of round two. This is Sporting Chance. Oh, the holy. NHL's Stanley Cup features this strange typo on the engraving for the 1971-72 Boston Bruins. Is it A? Q's were used in place of O's. B. Boston was misspelled with two S's. C. A one was used in place of the I. Or D. Bruins was spelled with an E instead of an I.
3: Nate. All right. I I just (laughs) got to say, I live in Portland. And uh-huh. uh, pretty close to Boston. And I'm pretty sure that they all refer to themselves as the boss. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to say there were two S's in, in Boston. Um,
1: uh, I'm Bob, sorry. Who, is, who lives a lot closer to Boston, can you confirm that anyone has referred to themselves as the boss?
0: <laughs> uh, yes. Bruce okay. Springsteen. And that's yes. a Jersey thing, not a Boston thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's a Boston oh, damn thing. It.
1: Sorry, Nate. And you're also incorrect. Uh, Simon, would you like to steal?
2: Well I, I yes I I th- I think I'm going to guess that it's I you know I, when you said Stanley Cup I was like thinking that's golf isn't it and, and then I realized very quickly that no it's not <laughs> Um I think it was the Bruins was spelled with an e instead of an i Oh he's going with D Bruins was spelled with an
1: e instead of an i I'm sorry that is also incorrect <sighs> That would very be very weirdly and I'm not even sure if they know why this happened but q's were used instead of o's um, so very famously, the seventy-one, seventy-two 72 uh, Boston Bruins, uh, there's just lines through the O's. It's very strange. Um,
0: that seems like it was because it was made in New York. <laughs> Probably, <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> Probably. You know, they couldn't like put screw up, yeah.
0: Bobby Orr on the cup, so they had to think something else.
1: That's the next best <laughs> thing. Uh, don't forget, gentlemen, you can still use your convinced Bob, and we can retroactively go back to the answers in that if you want to, or you just hang on to it.
3: Based on the response I got by Bob, I'm not going to. Be <laughs> okay, wrong. no, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah.
1: All right, yeah, just save it. All right, question four of round two. The category is extremely specific movie trivia. In 2009, Star Trek sound designer Anne Schibelli used this unusual source for the signature starship door opening sound effect in the film. Was it a an electric panini press? B a seal's bark pitched down. C. A toilet flushing on a Russian train. Or D. A shopping cart being pushed into a metal fence.
3: Mate. I'm going to say a toilet flushing on a Russian train. that's going with C. I'm...
1: Is there a reason why uh, you're going to follow it up with something? I'm always
3: curious. I know. And then I realized I should save it for my convinced (laughs) (laughs)
1: boss. That is smart. Nate's going with C. Nate, you are 100% correct. It was the sound of a toilet flushing, specifically on a Russian train. Isn't that interesting?
3: It is is. is my uh, notification for text messages on my phone. And (laughs) if I were to listen to it in reverse... I could hear poop going down a hole. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <Good> Lord. <laughs> <laughs> and Simon has left the show. <laughs> uh, sorry. That's all okay. Right. That's well, that, at, at the end of round two, Bob, what is the score? At the end
0: of round two, Nate has five points and Simon has two. all right bother
1: well don't forget gentlemen you you can still use secret words you can still use your convinced Bob lifeline we have four questions left in round three is Bumbershoot one of those secret words (laughs) (laughs) let me add in lols worth (laughs) (laughs) that deserves to be in (laughs) there All right, round three is, of course, everyone's favorite Lost in Translations. In our third and final round, I will give our contestants the real title of a popular movie as it appeared in a foreign country, translated literally back into English. All I need you to do is tell me the original title of the film as it appeared in the United States. For instance, if I said Action Skyscraper from Norway, the correct answer would be Die Hard. The first person to buzz in gets the first shot at three points. If they are incorrect, the second player gets a chance to steal. No multiple choice here. You guys got to come up with your own films. Question one. This is coming from Norway. The title is Maximum Job in Mini Cars. Simon. Well, it has to
2: be the Italian job.
1: Yeah. Simon is going with the Italian job. Nice work, Simon. Simon.
2: One of, that, well, is the original, a, that is correct. The original yep. is one of my top yeah. favorite. It's in my top 10 favorite films. One of Michael Caine and Noel Coward and, yes. and Benny Hill. Excellent movie. I, I have a yeah, request. This, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Steve
3: does an excellent impression of Michael Caine.
1: You only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. <laughs>
2: That's not <laughs> too bad.
1: You are only <laughs> supposed, supposed to blow the bloody doors off. That's not too good either.
2: <laughs> it's, it's an English accent for sure. I'm not sure it's my. Is it though? Island, yeah, is it summer, really? It <laughs> I don't know. Hold on, lads. I've got an idea.
1: <laughs> Alright, yes. so that was the italian job so three more points for simon uh so that, the good news is you're not gonna lose to shane micklon or mark Turcott. so it's very exciting i'm happy it for is. you all right question two from austria the title is girls club beware of
3: biting nate mean girls Nate's going with mean
1: girls Nate, you're correct. Of course, oh. you guys are two for
3: two right now. In it was between that and Italian job. I couldn't. <laughs> See, I was thinking of
2: Vampire Diaries. <laughs> yeah.
3: Twilight. Yeah.
1: Twilight. That would be. It. That's one. Yeah. Yes. That's yep, yes. yep, yep. Right. Girls' Club. Beware of biting. Yeah. That would have fit really well. Actually. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I'm very impressed, guys. We're we're two for two so far. I don't know if that's happened. Did that happen last week, Bob, or last? Recording It has we,
0: happened, I can't
1: remember yeah, when. Yeah, well, I think yeah. one other time. All right, question three. Let's see if we can continue this role, gentlemen. The title from Romania is Games, pots, and gunshots. Simon. Tangled. Tangled.
0: <laughs>
2: Tangled. <laughs> I'm Which guessing that we're not going for three for three.
0: Uh,
4: I so want
1: that to be the right. One. Wait, okay. The bad news, Simon, is you're you're way off. But the good news is you can you can still use your convince Bob if you want to convince Bob why that should be I the am title. I convince
2: Bob because so here's a, give, give, so so give me the, the, the translation again. Uh, games, pots, and gunshots. All right. So so there are lots of games in, in in when they go back to the city and there's there's all that stuff going on, right? And um, there's a lot of action in it, of course. And the pots is the is the cast iron skillet that Rapunzel uses on the prince. I mean, it makes perfect sense to me, and I would Frying imagine pants. that oh, it no. makes perfect sense to everybody else. Uh,
0: here's and the thing: whether ball. or not. <laughs> now I don't remember. I don't remember gunshots, entangled, uh, but well, but fireworks. Fireworks. <laughs> Sorry, the fireworks. Oh, yes. Oh, yes oh, there uh, you go. The fireworks themselves, I would give it. And I, I don't care if there are gunshots. That has to be the right answer
1: somewhere. You get the two points.
0: <laughs> nice work, Simon. You've convinced Bob.
1: Congratulations. Uh, Nate, did you want to steal and have a, a chance at uh, what games, pots, and gunshots? Yeah, was? I mean,
3: clearly Tangled was the right answer. I was going to give the wrong answer, which is lock, stock, and two smoking, two smoking barrels. barrels. Um, which is a Guy Ritchie movie and I'm not a big fan of his, so um, maybe you want to sponsor it. Wait, 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 time out. Roll that back.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We're going to edit that out. Say something else about Guy Ritchie,
3: Nate. (laughs) I'm sorry. I can't understand what they're saying.
0: That was (laughs) head to head. Join us next week when we have Guy Ritchie on the... (laughs) Against Nate. (laughs) Hold on. I'm just hearing from his people that he canceled because Uh, of Nate. Oh, Uh, Nate. uh,
1: That was our big break. It's all right, I got Madonna though. Uh, uh, Nate, well, you you may I have ruined wrong, the man. show, but you yeah. are correct. It was Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. So that's technically three for three, guys.
2: Yeah, it is. That's really impressive. We both got it right. High five, yes. yeah, Nate. Technically,
3: that's four for three.
2: <laughs> yes, it is. Wow. Yeah. Quick math.
1: Final question. Thirty-two. <laughs> Final question of the game, Bob. What's the score going into the final question?
0: The score
1: going into the final
0: question Nate has 11. Simon has 7.
1: Okay, okay. And Nate hasn't used his convinced Bob yet. Nate has not. Wow, he's just racking up points the old fashioned way. All right.
2: He might catch up with Elisa. Elisa.
1: Uh, Yeah, that's what I'm concerned about. Well, luckily, the, the faculty and the guests have a different scoreboard. but Nate's oh, doing okay. really well on the on the faculty scoreboard. We're going to find out in just a minute. Question four, right. the final question of the game. The title How many is. Points this? this is worth three points if you get this right. You got this, and say a secret word at the same time. The the, <laughs> uh, the film from Hungary. The title is The Eighth Passenger is Death.
3: Nate. A secret word, and I'm going to go with Final Destination.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you're,
3: you're wrong on both counts.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> I appreciate tofu? the effort, though. That was good. Is tofu the secret uh, word? It, it's I'm not, desperate, man. It's not, it's not tofu. Okay. All right, Simon, you have a chance here. If you can think of a title uh, for... Uh, Nate, you can still use your commits, Bob. Or you just, just walk away with your 11 oh, points. Oh, yeah,
2: no. I, I, I want him. To, I want him to convince Bob about the tofu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: that wasn't
3: that wasn't the answer. That that was uh, just a secret word Yeah, <laughs> desperate attempt at a secret word. Um, no, final <laughs> destination is uh, clearly the movie that it's referring to because uh, Elijah Wood in the original. Final destination was the eighth person to walk onto the plane, and he was the one that was getting those premonitions of what was going to happen, um, and with the plane crash, which meant he then got everybody off the plane, and uh, and the key was that he was the eighth person on there. I hope I hope that I emphasize that enough because that is <laughs> it's not clear to me. Key, okay, eighth person that got on you- the. Mm-hmm. Plane out of the group, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: so I have a follow up question for Nate.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Was he drinking?
3: Well, he was in high school, so probably not, or at least he didn't admit to it. <laughs> All right,
0: which means it was not Infinity. It was actually uh. the Eight. But I, I, I have to say, he did convince me because I haven't seen the movie. Is is Elijah Wood even in that? Bad. Or is he thinking of yeah. Deep
3: Impact? <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure either Elijah Wood or Josh Hartnett. I don't know. They had black hair. But, uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's a young actor with black hair. I
3: regret giving him the point now. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: Can you
3: that, back? <laughs> that movie is good because Jon Stewart takes a paper cutter and rips it off and cuts and kills somebody with it. So it's a good Jon Stewart movie. It's a good um, John Stewart movie. Huh? Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna have to watch that.
1: Final
0: Destination by Guy Ritchie.
1: <laughs> that would have yeah, been a good movie. <laughs> Can you imagine?
3: Well, it would have been a less of a good movie, at least. Wow. Oh. Then, uh, hey, you're oh, officially
1: God. uninvited from the show. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you both guessed, right? No, Simon. No, no. Simon, Simon yes. was Passenger's God? death.
2: Um, well, you know, I, I, I think I can come up with an answer almost as, as good as Nate's. I think okay. it might have been Airplane. <laughs>
1: oh. oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. That is also incorrect, of course. Yeah, I guess. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> this one's kind of sneaky, um, but it was the film Alien. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. What was it again? The Eighth Passenger's Death it's kind of a cool name for alien it is yeah in space nobody can hear you be the eighth passenger right as as they often say <laughs> all right I, I thought it was thinking can't <laughs> hear you scream
2: or something like that yeah. <laughs> that might be better or is that oh. the main where you live, steve <laughs>
1: yeah the movie poster was a little different here in america <laughs> In space, no one will hear you fall over if you're the if you're a drinking eight and you become an infinity sign. <laughs> <laughs> that was for Nate. Alright, well, we've made it through the show. Uh so Bob, what is the final score? The final score for tonight
0: is Simon with seven points yeah. and Nate Green Coming in at number three on the leaderboard with 13. Oh,
1: wow. I beat myself. Very good job, Nate. You're just behind. I love it when I beat myself. Randy at 14 and Bob LeBlanc up here at at 15. So, uh, man, faculty is starting to rack up some points here. This is crazy. And that puts uh, Simon where on the leaderboard, Bob? (laughs) Below down. <laughs> he's he's not at the bottom but he's he's
0: far nope. from the bottom but, so uh, simon right now is in sixth place after paris the hip-hop juggler with eight with uh
1: yep paris has eight and uh simon came in with seven very nice excellent job gentlemen that was a lot of fun uh, let's let's check in with everyone before we head out here, wrap up another episode of Head to Head. Bob, thank you for joining us again. Anything you want to plug on your way out of here?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, coming up in, uh, in July, we have uh, July 1st. I have a show opening at Funky Bow Brewery called Trouble in Deadwood. And uh, in October 16th, we're up in Madison, Maine at Somerset Abbey with um, Mystery at Grand Malarkey. Uh, one's a Western, one is a Mystery at an improv show that features a full improv show, and they're both from my company, Sleuths Mystery Entertainment.
1: Nice, and where's Funky Bow for <laughs> our Outer State listeners?
0: Funky Bow Brewery is in Lyman, Maine, and you check Lyman. out their website, I believe they might ship
1: their brews, which are oh, fantastic. Hello. We can have a
0: little alcohol day, or
1: a libation <laughs> vacation.
0: Uh, and they uh, just opened a disc golf course nice. so cuz that goes yeah. right well
1: with drinking <laughs> yeah, <it does. laughs> yeah.
3: i believe they have an airbnb too right right behind them too i
0: believe wow. so and uh, they're just opening a dispensary so
2: whoa <laughs> yeah. Are they also opening an infirmary yeah <laughs> yes yeah yes.
3: <laughs> that's next yeah i'm
1: always doing this but man it's it's the funky boat is now a one-stop shop for for mainers for all their needs one stop Uh, and you can't leave on your own (laughs) (laughs) that's perfect nate great job you're now in third place congratulations my friend anything you want to plug on your way out of here
3: yes um i want to plug simon uh brooks uh audiobooks and uh, and stories because I'm definitely going to be checking them out with my kids. Uh, they are um, how old are they? I don't know, six and and ten. <laughs> uh Father and, of the year. And, how and, old are you guys? Uh, just hearing about Simon talk about how you know he tailors the stories for both kids and adults and and uh, kind of the the Shrek theory behind it all. Um, I'm I'm super excited to check them out. Oh, the other thing I want to plug is uh, this patch on my head right there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
2: that's it, though. No.
1: That's it. Okay, those are the only things in the whole world you want to plug. Thank you, Nate. That was a great shout Nate, out to was, Simon.
2: That was, that was nice of you, Nate. Thanks. I appreciate and, that. And Brady. Simon,
1: Nate has covered a lot of your bases there, but uh, on your way out here, what, do you, what would you like to plug in? Where can people find you?
2: Well, people, if you go to Simon Brooks dot sorry simon dot storyteller.com Um, uh, go to events, and you'll find what I'm doing and where they where it is. I travel um I travel all over the country, but there's do a lot of work in New Hampshire and in Vermont um so you can find me in person and i also put up any virtual performances that go on uh on my on my events page as well um yeah do that and uh, it'll be great to see people out there i can't wait i mean this whole covid thing wow and not yeah. not being able to be in front of an audience yeah. and 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 see folks and see them react in real time it's just i i'm so looking forward to it so looking forward to it
1: yeah same here very exciting times to be able to perform with real people again i'm really looking forward to that i'm looking forward to seeing you live as well simon at some point we got to make that happen thank you again for coming on the show great to see you great night this has been a lot of fun i'm so glad to hear that thank you to nate thank you to bob uh and thank you to everyone listening don't forget to check out Dash academy on youtube and uh Dash academy teachers lounge on all your favorite and least favorite podcast apps <laughs> and as i always say guy Ritchie, please come on the show stay safe yeah. we'll see you all again next time on head to head
3: do you like 80s television of course you do do you like helicopters of course you do do you like men serenading eagles by the waterfront while playing cello yes yes you do if you'd like to hear more about helicopters and cellos, please be sure and tune in to Champa and Climb the Airwolf Years every week on your favorite podcast service. Join hosts Greg and Dave as they discuss every single episode of the classic 1980s television series Airwolf. Be sure and subscribe today.
0: Meet the characters of Baldadash County in Baldadash Academy Teacher's Lounge. You've heard the game show. Now you can go behind the scenes as you meet the students and faculty of our fine school. Unlock the mysteries of the centuries-old buildings. Or even go outside the school grounds to meet the denizens of the village of Balderdash. Character, comedy, and mystery abound in Balderdash Academy Teacher's Lounge. Every other Wednesday on your favorite
1: podcast service.
0: Balderdash Academy's Head to Head with Coach Steve. Features, Steve Corning and Randy Hunt. Music by Think Fish Tank. Produced by Steve Corning and Bob LeBlanc. Mixing and editing by Bob LeBlanc. Copyright 2021, Steve Corning and Robert J. LeBlanc. All rights reserved.
1: It was Tarquin Fin Tim Lin Bin Win Fin Tim Lin Bin Win Bim Lim Bim Lim Fin Tim Lin Bin Win Bin Win Bim Lim Bim Lim Bust Up Fatag all Ole Biscuit Barrel. Nice Job Go Dashers